America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. He's back. One of my first ever guests is the man who taught his pug, those squashed-nosed dogs, to perform a Nazi salute. It was a silly joke, pretty offensive, especially to Jewish people like me, many of whom had relatives who died in the Holocaust as a direct result of that symbol and what it meant and what it did. Worse still, the dog did its deed or its trick as a reaction to the words, do you want to gas the Jews? So it's pretty bad. And I saw it at the time, I remember, this was a few years ago now, and I was pretty offended by it. And I didn't really find it that funny because it's not—it's just not really my type of humour. Although maybe, it, maybe it's quite funny, a dog doing such a silly... It's sort of the naivety of the dog doing such an awful thing, I suppose, without realising it's doing it. The point is that some listeners will be offended by the dog doing that or by the man teaching his dog to do that. Some will find it funny and some will neither be offended nor find it particularly funny or newsworthy, except that Count Dankula, or Mark Meachin, his real name, was arrested for the joke and spent the night in jail and he was fined £800, which he refused to pay until it was eventually seized from his bank account by an arrestment order. He was convicted of being grossly offensive. Count Dankula classes himself as right-wing. His views are very different to mine, and some of his views, I think, could be bad for society if they were enforced, though he might say the same about my views. But regardless of all that, and we can have that debate, um, as, as much as I did find what Count Dankula did grossly offensive, I'm far more offended by the idea that someone can be arrested and fined, convicted, punished, castigated by the state for what they decide is offensive. Because by its nature, offence is subjective. It changes depending on the society and the time. I get messages every week from all sorts of people, left-wing, right-wing, liberal, conservative, who are all offended by different parts of this show. They tend to be offended by the parts that pass comment on their particular ideology, but they're happy to consume and be entertained by critiques of others and others' ideologies. I don't like the idea that, however unlikely, it's possible I might be detained or you might be detained and arrested and fined for pushing the boundaries to the edge and beyond. Go back to one of my first ever episodes to get the full story from Count Dankula about what he did and his ensuing arrest. There are some very funny stories and the whole thing is a bit chilling with regards to free speech. Even though he and I disagree on politics, I think there's a mutual respect, maybe, and I really find him a lot of fun to talk to. We do also touch on his backstory here today. This was part of the Sean Atwood show, I should say, so it was live, and you'll get the full four-hour show on Sean Atwood True Crime Podcast. Sean joins us at the end to discuss someone called Purple Aki with Count Dankula. Uh, I thought Purple Aki was an urban legend, 
uh, but apparently he is real. He's a man who goes around Merseyside in the northwest of England, uh, sort of Liverpool area, uh, squeezing people's muscles. Uh, and it was sort of a big legend, but apparently it's true. There was a BBC documentary about him a while ago, and Count Dankula has investigated him too. Subscribe to Count Dankula on YouTube or Twitter. He's always posting mad, crazy stuff. If that's what you're into, then you're going to very much enjoy his content. Coming up on the show are a space lawyer, an Alabama crazy cybercrime crook, Leavers from the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Moonies cults and anti-woke figure Peter Boghossian. He's a big name in that kind of thing. He's a professor who, you know, you'll, you'll see it's good. Uh, and many other interesting people. So stick with the podcast. Do tell your friends about it. If every one of you went out as an evangelist and told two friends, the podcast would triple in listening figures. I think I've done my maths right there. But for now... You're on the edge of offensive humour, cancel culture and free speech with Count Dankula. Hello, Count Dankula. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, man. How's it going? Good. Do you remember me? I do remember you. I was just saying a familiar face. How's it going, man? <laughs> yeah, it's good, mate. Well, I interviewed you on my own podcast now about a year and a half ago. You're looking younger than that time. I think I am too, I'd say. I'm, get, I'm getting more sleep now because the baby's starting to get into an actual sleeping pattern and the baby can lull itself to sleep at night. So this is me getting my actual eight hours. That's why. Do you do any parenting? <laughs> I do, I do quite a lot of parenting, more than I should be, because that's supposed to be, you know, her job, but... No. Yeah, <laughs> but too yeah. bloody right, too bloody right, exactly. So, have you been on Sean's show before? No, 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 I've, I've been invited before, but see, because of scheduling and stuff like that, I wasn't able to make it, but this is my first time actually being on. Okay, so here you are. We should, we should. I know you're, you're, you're I know what you're thinking. You're going. I don't want, don't want to tell that story again. I've told the story. I've done the dog. The dog's been done. We've done the dog story. But, but there's some people who won't know it. So do you mind? How much do you mind going over a bit of what that story about the dog and the Nazi salute is? I'll, I'll do the the postage stamp explanation. Uh, taught my dog, taught my girlfriend's dog to Nazi salute as a joke to piss her off. Uh, made a video of it. Uploaded it. Got arrested uh, for doing that. Got a two year trial. Find eight hundred pounds. Refused to pay it. Uh, police seized the money out of my account anyway. All my appeals got oh. fucked up. Here we are. <laughs> it's, it's mad, so, yeah. isn't it? Because when I first heard of that, because I'm quite as a Jewish person, a person of Jewish persuasion, I'm very sensitive to this stuff. And I thought, who's this person? I bet he's some, you know, anti-Semite or something. But you're not an anti-Semite, are you? No, no. I just wanted to make a funny meme. <laughs> I'll tell you what though that how do you make a dog do a Nazi salute and I didn't think about this before because obviously it's got to be I'm not going to do it on the channel lest I get Sean's YouTube channel taken down but presume, there's an angle you've got to go up and uh, presumably it was just side sort of forward wasn't it you can't it can't go it, up it started as paw like giving a paw and I just yeah. simply altered the process slightly it can't go but it can't it's like cows can't walk downstairs I don't think a dog's arm can go in the air Oh no, his can. His go his goes up pretty high. You know, he he can oh. do it. He just sits down and puts puts his little paw up in the air. He does it all the time now. Like you can train a dog, you can't like <laughs> untrain a dog. And, and this is, I say this to everyone is because it's became a problem because 
if I'm out like walking him, if he sees anyone eating, he thinks, oh, that means I get some because he's a dog. That's the way yeah. dogs think. So he walks up to them and lifts his paw. Oh. And he basically, they're like, oh, are you giving me a paw? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally Only if they don't know who you are and if yeah. they know the story, <laughs> they should find it funny, to be honest. Anyway, how the dog must be getting on a bit, little bit. Is it How old's the dog now? Buddha's eight or nine, but no, he's fine. He's like, He's not showing signs of like age. He's showing signs of middle age, where he still runs around and jumps about and plays and stuff like that. But you can tell he can't be bothered. Yeah, so, he's still so got his right wing views though as yeah, well. He, he? he does. He does. He does. I keep yeah. having to. I keep having to take like Mosley's books out of his bed and stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to keep an eye on it. You know, I'm trying to go through the whole de-radicalization process. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not working very well. Mate, tell me what happened when because I remember this. I just I've never forgotten this story. When you got in and there was a bunch of other prisoners into prison and there was a bunch of other people around you and they're sort of oh, yeah. saying what they were in for. Uh, that was the the holding cell. That was the the holding cell as we were uh, in Airdrie Sheriff Court, and there was a bunch of guys in the cell uh, with us. But these were like the not so bad guys. There was a guy in the other cell on his own, just across from us, and he was he was a murderer. He was the guy that was actually put in the cell just next to mine. Uh, he'd actually murdered his friend like the day before and all that. So that was fun listening to him scream throughout the night because he knew he was getting a life oh. sentence. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but when we were in the room and it was all of us, like we were doing the whole, you know, the whole what, what you in for like type thing as it's going around the room. And one guy got caught with a bunch of weed plants. One guy got caught with like shit tons of Valium tablets. One guy like just sort of broke the conditions of his bail. And there was a, and then it got to a guy who was a friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name, uh, but he did the smart thing and go, "I've been accused of uh, slashing someone in the face with a machete." Uh, he, he he did it. He did it. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to say his name though. But then then like one guy was in because he was the cops tried to arrest him and he tried to stab them with a knife and stuff like that. And then it gets to me. Then it, and I have to go. I. I made a video of my dog lifting its paw. <laughs> and the thing was, I was expecting, like, people did laugh, but a bunch of the, like, other prisoners went, was that you? Because <laughs> they'd, like, heard of and seen the video and all that. And I'm making jokes going like that. Yeah, that's right, so don't fuck with me. Like, <laughs> like just take the piss. They all found it funny, but my friend who was in there who'd, like, slashed the guy with the machete, like, leaned into me and went, See if you see if you do go in. He went, don't tell people that because you will get battered. Oh, so I was like, God. oh, great, that, thanks, thanks, man. And battered, battered because it's not a sort of hard enough story, or because of the Nazi aspect. It would just be that most guys want their name in the paper, so they know. Oh, here's a guy in the papers. If I smash him when he comes into prison, I'll I'll get a little mm. bit of fame in myself. You know, it's that type of thing. Oh my God! So if you are famous or something, don't go into prison. Yes, essentially. <laughs> so there is a obviously there's a serious aspect to to this. Obviously, you know it is sort of funny looking back, I guess, and it's made your career in a sense, hasn't it? But yeah. the the serious thing that we're still grappling with as a society now, years on, is is to what extent is humour, even if it's very very offensive, to what extent should it be punishable, particularly by law? And that was a yeah. really egregious case, wasn't it? Well, one of the ones that we've just had recently as well is I've. Ever since like I was arrested for that, I've been, you know, 
so sounding the warning horn the entire time where I'm like, things like this are only going to get worse. Like People are going to be arrested a lot more often for simply being offensive. It's eventually going to get to a point where you're going to get arrested for posting offensive memes. And just, I believe it was just two days ago, people, oh, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. It's never going to get that bad. But there has been people arrested for like you know offensive social media posts. There was the people that made that Grenfell video, which... And in, in my view, the Grenfell video, like me, I know for a fact I was joking. The Grenfell video was mean spirited. It was very mean spirited. Like these, these were the people that bumped the effigy of Grenfell Tower. It was mean spirited. Should it have been illegal? No, but they were all arrested and charged for that as well. But then also, just two days ago, a police officer was sentenced to twenty weeks in prison for posting like racist memes about George Floyd and George Floyd memes in a group chat on WhatsApp. And what happened was one of the people in the WhatsApp group, like, you know, snitched on him, and he ended up losing his job, and he's been jailed for uh, 20 weeks. And so that's a police officer as well. It, you don't want a police officer to hold racist views or to make, make obviously, yeah. you know, racist jokes. I, I don't... Stuff, I do don't I don't believe, I don't know if he was, as the thing is, the problem is, is I, I post similar memes, but like, I'm not racist. I know a lot of people who post the exact same memes and they're not racist, but it's a case of, without actually knowing the person, you don't know. Maybe he was just being mm. spicy. Maybe he does hold those views. I have no idea. But I mean, yeah. even, even, even at that though, like, I mean, him getting fired for the police, Okay, yeah, okay, I can under I can understand that for what he did, but sure. Tw tw twenty weeks in jail for it though. No, no, I don't think so either. There's a really, there's a really strange thing that we do. I suppose there's the masks that we show to the world, and then there's the people that we are just ourselves that nobody yeah. sees, and then there's that thing in the middle, is the thing we do with our friends. I I, I remember feeling really conflicted uh, when the footballer Deli Ali he got in trouble because he shared. Uh, he said something sort of racist about Asians in a text with friends and a friend got that out and he had to apologize and I thought like it's awful that he said that but then I, I say awful things just with friends and family and stuff and that's sort of a different facade and we're, that's what we're grappling with at the, at the moment like, we're supposed to all be Puritans even just with our friends and on our own it's it was well, the, well this is <laughs> this is the thing is it's a culturally fear that's uh that was actually used very, very heavily by the Gestapo, the Stasi, and Stalin's secret police, where you had to be very careful what you say, even in, even around friends that you knew for 20-odd years because you, you didn't know who was going to snitch on you. All it would take is for your friend to say something to the government, and that's it. And so it's a case of it seems that there's purposefully being a culture of fear bred so that people don't even, even in complete, obviously, joking manner, these aren't serious statements as jokes, people won't even make these jokes in private in case someone snitches on them and all that. And it's a case of if someone's making like genuinely like racist statements, okay, they're a bit of an arsehole, but should they go to prison for it? No, because one thing that I, and I've said this so many times and uh I'll, I'll, you know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If someone makes some like racist tweets or racist Facebook posts or what you know what have you, and they end up getting dragged through a trial, lose their job and everything, and get anything from like six months to, but in some cases, three years in prison. When that guy comes out of prison, do you th think he's going to be more or less racist? 
<clears throat> yeah. Well, that's that's that yeah. is. I think you've hit on something which is often probably my biggest criticism of a lot of activists, not all of them, is that it yeah. does seem like they're more concerned with either virtue signaling or punishing people than they are with actually changing minds and changing. Yeah, a hundred percent correct. A hundred percent correct. They're not interested in debate whatsoever. Mm. They don't want to actually turn around and like discuss your ideas. They just want to brand you as an Nazi and throw you in prison. That's what it is. Like, I know I've had discussions with people who have unironically said that you should be thrown in prison or at least, you know, forcefully re-educated just for being right wing. Just for, even if you're like little basic bitch, you know, Barry 63, voted Tory his entire life, right? Apparently he deserves to be in prison. That's <laughs> like it's just honestly, some of them they're they're like complete fanatics. We've we've started we've started comparing them to ISIS. <laughs> where, where where they believe in their faith so much they'll even blow themselves up over it like, like oh, these man. some of these people have just gone completely radical like not hashtag not all you know like some of them are willing to come to the table and discuss it but then what happens is if those people come to the table to debate us they then get tons of shit from these religious zealots for platforming us and talking to us so it's a case of the reason that the left aren't really can only win through force these days is because they're not willing to discuss ideas they're not winning arguments because when you start winning arguments you win over people people then make the choice that person's making a lot of sense and then go over to the other side and instead what they're opting for is forcing people to come to their side which creates a hell of a lot more resistance and it also causes a much bigger surge to the right than than you would like yeah would you describe yourself as right wing Yes, uh, liber libertarian right wing. I'm, a, I'm, I'm what's described as a, a hoppian libertarian. What does uh, that mean, hoppian? Hoppian is a, there's a guy called uh, Hans Hermann Hopper. He is a libertarian author and theorist. Uh, he studied under Murray Rothbard himself, and uh, he has a sort of a paleo libertarian outlook, uh, sort of ANCAP, but he describes it, describes it as a private law society where communities should get to decide who lives amongst them but whatever happens if you own private property whatever happens with that property is completely up to you no one owns your body no one can force you to do anything all that type of stuff but he's quite spicy in some of the things that he says which uh, irritates a lot of people but that's why hmm. i like him it's a funny thing how libertarian i think every a lot of people are trying to get their heads around this thing at the moment because, and I've been saying this for a while, that I think the right or the centre or the centre-right has got a bit of a PR problem because they keep calling people who are very left-wing liberal and they're, they're not liberal and not. progressive again. So And it's playing into their hands a little bit, a snowflake as well, because they want to suggest that they are the most empathetic people when really a lot of them, I think the ones that we're talking about, we're not talking about all left-wing people or centre-left people, yeah. but the people we're talking about, maybe we could call them woke or whatever, um, they tend to be bullies and they're, they're bigots and we're calling them yes. liberal snowflakes and all that. They love it. They're lapping that up. And I think uh, that's a real, the PR problem there, you know? To, to, to me, a liberal is, you know, see how, like, the Bill Hicksies and George Carlins, you basically see comedians from the 90s, yeah. they were they were standard liberals, you know, where it's like, yeah, okay, can we have free healthcare, please, but let's not throw people in prison for jokes or for using the wrong pronouns. Like, that's right. a liberal, right? That's that's the standard liberal. These This new wave, I don't know if you would call them socialists or communists or something like that, but we are just left-wing authoritarians, 
or something. I'm not sure of the phrase. We sometimes we just call them walkies. I mean, one of one of the terms that was used for ages was SJWs, social justice warriors. But that you know that's kind of fell out of favour. We now just call them authoritarians because that that's yeah. what they are. You know, they'll sit there and wave the little gay pride flags and stuff and speak about love and peace and being accepting of absolutely everyone. However, let's drag Republicans and conservatives out into the street and shoot them. Like that, that's that's yeah. what they are, you know. It's the whole way, uh, use use my pronouns to respect me or I will have you arrested. Like that, that type of stuff. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about, but in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash heretics and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn dot com slash heretics to learn more. Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on What Could Go Right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. And then so a lot of people, I think like myself, are left sort of going, well, where do I fit? Because a lot of my views are traditionally at least, uh, yeah. well, I would say economically and socially, a little bit towards the left in terms of health care, uh, things like abortion. I, I and, and people who are not with me, that's fine as well. Um, and all those things, they're sort of center left. And then this thing of like trying you to come down like comedians. anymore. Yeah, where, where am I supposed to go? Exactly. Exactly. It was, it's a case of... I know you would be like your normal nineties liberal. That's that's what yeah. you are. You're your normal basically you're the type of normal people that I would identify more with, right? That's 
you, you're like a, just your normal standard leftist. However, leftist TM, which is taken over absolutely everywhere, like you now feel completely completely disenfranchised by it, and you'll most like mostly find yourself being attacked by them because even though you are left wing, you're not the right kind of left wing. Yeah, and yeah. the left sort of purges itself and everyone's purging each other. That's oh, not yeah. what liberal is about. Being liberal is about embracing other ideas and understanding. And also, I always loved that really far-right people exist, existed because I used to watch Louis Theroux and it was just sort of fun to watch. I wouldn't have a career if those people didn't exist. I've got to go and interview them, the far-right. <laughs> and, and and also, and there's not enough, you don't see much of people interviewing. I'd love Louis to go and do the far-left now. I'd love him to look at sort of woke culture at universities and Oh, like he would get it. he would get any trouble for that. I would love to watch that. I would absolutely love mm. to watch that. But I think due to the optics, like the 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 only places that are producing those type of documentaries are right wing outlets. You won't find any mainstream outlets like producing things like that. But you know what's interesting is that Louis, I'm just looking through, yes, I'm right about this. So Louis Theroux, and for those Americans who don't know, he's a very, very famous uh, TV presenter in the UK who, who looks often at the far right and lots of weird and strange topics. And uh, he follows you. He also follows me on Twitter. And he follows a lot of other center, center right people so i think he probably either he's looking at people like you as like potential subjects to interview as like as far right guy or he's also has he has some sympathy with what we're saying about the, the clamping on down on free speech there, there are a lot of people like that well there's people like I, I can't name names but i've been at private events where people have came up to me who are very very in the public eye and they've said i love your videos i love what you do i agree with an awful lot of your politics please don't tell anyone I said that because then, <laughs> then then their career's on the line. And I'm like, look, I get it. You've got a job, you've got your career, you don't want to sacrifice all of it. But the, the, usually the way to tell is see if there is a celebrity that doesn't talk about politics at all. <laughs> just doesn't tweet about it, doesn't Instagram it. Right. Sometimes, sometimes people might just be saying, oh, I just don't want the headache. You know, whether they're right or left wing, I just don't want the headache. Some people are going... I don't talk about politics because if I talk about what views I hold, it will cost me my career. And a lot of them are literally like normal standard right wing views. Like I could, I could remember, I can remember again. I'm, I'm not going to say names. There was a one very, very famous comedian who says he was telling me, "Going, I think we should have stronger immigration controls." And it was almost like he was admitting that he's anti furry porn. Like, he felt ashamed <laughs> to say that out loud. He did this little look over his shoulder, and I went, that's a fucking normal opinion to have, man. That's a totally normal opinion to have. But, anyway, but then, but if he ever said that publicly, that's his career. His career's fucked. It's all stuff that has to be debated, doesn't it? It just, you have to, I don't know. I don't know. Where do we go from here, Count? Do I call you Count or Mark? So some people just call me Dank. Dank. Just dank, yeah. dank. So let's disagree on some stuff because we're just agreeing and this is boring for everyone, yeah. isn't it? Nah, so fine. libertarianism, I had Professor or Doctor, Doctor Carlin Borisenko. Do you know of her? Do you know her? What she's up to? No. No, she's no, a libertarian. No, she was on the podcast, mine the on the edge one. And she was also she's also a very big libertarian. So I did a bit of research into it. And because the ideas are very appealing to me as well. But then there were did you know about this town in Grafton where the bears came? No, I've not heard of that. 
So this was like the first towns in New Hampshire that went fully libertarian. So they were just like, okay, we're getting rid of all rules and all whatever, and we're just going to live on our own. You're very American, you know, in the woods kind of thing. And basically bears started coming, and everyone was feeding the bears and having a great time. But then the bears started eating all their dogs and cats and stuff and then coming up in their kitchen. And they didn't have a patrol or anything because they weren't paying taxes to sort out the bears um and a lot of people were injured and hurt and it was just a complete disaster because of the bears now not everywhere has bears but bears could serve as a metaphor for other things uh, yeah. uh, how libertarian are you how far would you want to take it would you worry about the metaphor of the bears complete absence of the state however the bears of the bears going everywhere shit i've just started a new company <laughs> <laughs> you want your bear problem taken care of i can do that pay me <laughs> Yeah, well, as long as, no, as as long as you've got the time to do that, you're doing your other. What else? You, you've got well, that, your YouTube that, that, stuff going on. That, well, that'd be my job. I could go out at night and hunt a bear. I'll just leave some traps out for them. Obviously, with the owner's permission. If you want rid of the bears, I can set a trap on your property. I'll come and get it really? the next day. It's a next business. day, woman it's comes, gets, her foot gets clamped in a bear trap, and they. Well, go. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell the property owner where the trap is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know that's that, I'm liable for that. Oh. So it's over there. Don't yeah. go over there. That's where yeah. the bear trap is. Oh man, <laughs> you must see the problem with this a little bit, or not, or not at all. No, who else would deal with the bears? Yeah, like, you would, won't know because you, you're going to you, be YouTubing. No, well, there'll be someone else that is everyone in the village employed. Everyone's uh, always looking for jobs. There's a lot of unemployment right now, and you wouldn't even. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be a shitload fucking easier actually because you don't have all the fucking red tape to go through to start a business or you want to hunt bears you need to get a license we'll get back to you in about eight months with our response that's <laughs> like no you don't need to do any of that crap you can just go out yeah, and do it at least it would be a professional certified bear person instead of you running around throwing traps everywhere and old ladies getting stuck in i don't think you need much of a experience to shoot a fucking bear in the head <laughs> No, well, okay, and now, now it's decomposing. Got my master. Got my now masters. it's de- now it's decomposing on someone's front lawn, and all the other scavengers are coming. Who's sorting that out? Me, I would remove it and sell the skin. That was big money back then. Bear skin <laughs> back then, fucking huge money, huge money. <laughs> oh man! So libertarianism only works if we've got Dank here to sort out all the problems. You and see, get the hands it's up. not just me. Everyone else would do it. I just like see if you got approached someone with like. Picture the random man. Would you like an opportunity to make some money? No one's going to go, no. <laughs> like, it's just everyone's trying to find a niche that they fit in. And like, yeah. it's again, it's like, oh, there's rubbish everywhere. That all it takes is for one guy to go, we should do rubbish removal. Shit, I'll do it. Look, another business has just popped up. Like, everyone just pays me a monthly subscription and I'll collect their bins. Like, yeah. which is essentially needs- everyone says, like, oh, but the government, the government should be doing this and that. You know that the government is just a giant middleman between us and the private companies, which is what I'm suggesting. And like everyone okay. says, oh, what would? Yeah, they are. Like, see, even the police service. Everyone's like, oh, the police. Who would? Who would build the ambulances? The private companies who do already. The government doesn't own an ambulance factory. The government pays a private company. I believe it's Ford or Fiat to build the ambulances and then buys it. Like the government's just a giant middleman for the entire thing, which takes a hefty fucking cut because whenever you pay taxes, like whenever you pay twenty pounds of taxes, you're getting two pounds worth of service. Because the government yeah. just is absolute dog shit at everything. For example, council tax, my bins, my bins, it used to be every week your bins get collected. Then it's, a, oh no, it's every two weeks. Oh no, it's every three weeks. Oh, but the council tax went up. Now, I would love to go and pay another company to just come and collect my bins weekly. But then it's a case of the government saying, oh no, you can't do that. That's illegal. 
uh, you have to keep paying us. And even if there was another company that I could go to and get them to collect my bins, I still have to pay the tax towards council tax for the bin pickup for a service I'm not using. I don't have the choice. The government can say, yeah, okay, you don't use it, but you still need to pay for it or we're coming to arrest you for tax evasion. I suppose we see it as like a fail-safe, don't we? So I get what you're saying. I suppose that this town in New Hampshire was probably too small to have enough people who would have done being been up for doing each individual job that we're talking about like the bins or the bears or whatever it might be but if you had a country it's it's conceivable that what you're saying is right that you'd have enough people that somebody would be up for doing everything but we see the government as sort of a fail safe of like you know the recourse who do you go to with the ombudsman for example who do you go to when there's when something doesn't get done or you know healthcare for example you don't want people just dying on the street you know so what what's the answer to that well, what would happen is basically everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to have employment, right? So basically the way the world started right now, there would be hospitals, doctors and things like that would establish themselves in these villages because they would go, oh, there's a money-making opportunity. I mean, it's the way businesses happen. If there is a need that people have, the market will rise to meet it. Hmm. Like, I mean, even look at drugs, which are widely fucking illegal and still widely fucking available, right? It's just even that's even with complete utter government intervention of no, you're not allowed to do this. There is still people out there buying it. I could walk down the road right now and get some and I live in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? It's just there will whenever, oh, we need healthcare. Someone will step in and go, oh, look. I could have a career and a money-making opportunity. Like, no one, like, do, do you think everyone in Grafton just sat there in their homes withering, going, guess we'll die then? <laughs> like, oh, if only we could, like, get up, stand okay. up, and what go about, and do something about this. What about stuff like crime? Who's the police? What if someone comes and shoots you, tries to shoot you in that? Private security. There'll be private security firms everywhere. It'll mostly be formed by insurance companies. See, here's what I imagine happening, right? I imagine uh-huh. you're sat there going, this is great. And then someone will knock on your door and go, hey, you know what? I'm a private security guy. Do you want to give me some money? And you start giving him some money. And then you're giving some money to the, some other guy who's a bear person. And then someone else. And then it ends up being loads of money you're giving out, which is basically taxes, isn't it? Yeah, but everything's but without the middleman. Yeah, taxes without the middleman. But it's also mm-hmm. a case of, as well, the price of everything would absolutely plummet because so much of the prices of everything is tax. Like everything's what, what taxed. If- any any time money changes hands, like basically say that it costs like fifty pence to make, like for example, it costs twenty pence to make a can of Fanta, right? Yeah. That's the total cost of it. So if a company wants to make a decent profit, it can sell it for fifty pence. But then when it makes it in the other country, but as soon as it creates that can of Fanta, that's called capital gains tax. You've created pro- a product that has value therefore you need to pay capital gains tax on it now it's 60 pence then you need to import it into britain oh shit there's import tax now it costs 80 pence oh shit it's going into a shop now you have to add vat now it's a pound and then when it gets passed on to the consumer by the time it gets to you it's now a pound fucking 50. so you're paying Mm. you're paying a pound more for what should cost you 50 pence and that's because of taxes and that that's just a basic example there's so many things that are heavily overtaxed because they're classed as luxury items for example tampons are massive amounts of tax because they're classed as luxury items even though they're an essential right basically the prices of everything would plummet which would offset that companies would be able to offer things at much cheaper prices But at least there's like, I know that there's going to, you know, stuff like Fanta, there's going to be less or fewer rats and stuff like that than there are now because it's, you know, it's all being monitored supposedly and there's all health and safety and all that stuff. The health and safety regulations. 
Well, for like food and drinks. Yeah, well, that, what would happen is if people aren't obeying stuff like that, then the company would fuck up. I mean, look what look what just happened to Kinder with our mm. fucking E. coli outbreak that they've just had. The stock plummeted because they fucked up and nobody wants to buy the product. Everyone says that, oh, there should be like government sanctions and punishments for like that type of shit. And it's a case of, I'm sorry, but when your stock price falls 60 fucking percent, I believe that's punishment enough. And if companies are like, shit, if we want to survive, we really need to do something about this. So then mm. basically it's called voting with your wallet. Basically, and it's not even going to be a case of companies if they make a big fuck up that they get a government bailout anymore. It's a case of if you fuck up, you're gone. You, there's no corporate safety net. Like we've got corporate socialism, essentially. Like we bailed out the banks. Iceland had the right idea of just going, no, you fucked up. Jail. They jailed their bankers for fucking up. Right, and then they shut the, they shut the banks down, and that's what should happen. And there should be no bailouts if a company wants to do well, do well or perish. Fair enough. Hey, tell me, are you excited about Elon Musk and all that getting involved in Twitter? Is that going to shake things up a bit and, and get rid I'm, of some of this pressure? Reserving judgment. It's a case mm. of, oh, it'll be funny that the big funny meme billionaire is uh, going to be in charge of Twitter. He says he's going to do X, Y, Z, and everything. And it's a case of that would be wonderful if he could do all of that, but. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to approach it and go, oh, yes, this will absolutely solve all of our problems. Like, we, yeah. we don't know yet. We don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he'll make yeah. bad decisions. Maybe he'll make good decisions. You know, it's a, you know, we can talk about a boxing match all we want, but, you know, until the end of it, we're not going to know what the outcome is. So, fair enough. Wait and see. Um, you've also been covering what a lot of our viewers are desperate to hear about, which is Purple Aki. Who's Purple Aki for people who don't know? <laughs> uh, Purple Aki is a. Gentleman, who oh, no. uh, did you did this you just hear purple Aki? As soon as, <laughs> I heard, as soon as I heard the Aki word, that was, I'm all over it. Yeah, so, uh, purple purple Aki is a uh, individual uh, from the Merseyside area, I believe he still is in, uh, who has a fondness for buff young men who are into sports with excellent thighs, good calves, you know. Uh, and he likes to follow them and ask them very inappropriate questions about their bodies and what their favorite muscles are. And sometimes, if he's feeling brave, he will ask these young men to squat him. Uh, they, a purple Aki will ask to lie over their back while the young men uh, squat him. And it seems he gets uh, very aroused by that. And there's been uh, an awful lot of... Uh, He's been arrested a bunch of times for being a creep, right? He's been, and he even got like this weird ban, the first, the first of its kind uh, anywhere in Britain where he was banned from hanging around outside gyms and he was banned from talking to people about their muscles. Is he definitely real? I always thought he was folklore. He's real. No, he's yeah. real. Wild, wild man, my best friend, used to hang out with him. And Wildman was just a kid, and what, I used to come and, and feel my mate's muscles and have him squat him as well. <laughs> so Wildman was putting a shout out for him to come on the channel to give his side of the story because we've had so many different versions of events. Guys who've been in prison with him said he's a legal eagle, and they asked him, look, they said, look, if you're not gay, and he insisted he's not gay, why don't you just get a job as a masseur so you can feel guys' muscles? But he goes after the biggest guys. This is what's so interesting. He goes after big, tough bodybuilder, rugby player, bouncer type guys. I had a girlfriend in Widnes, where he was banned from. Her ex-boyfriend was a rugby player and he said he, he was hiding, he was shitting himself when Aki came around. She's like, tell him I'm not home, tell him I'm not home. So yeah, he's, he's, he's very real, very real. But he's, he's illegal, legal, so he overturned all his bans 
um, by 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 uh, saying it was it was racism. So he's he's allowed in my hometown again now. Uh, yeah. Well, there and you I, go. I, I, I think he might be aware of the him? video. I, I, I just made a video on him a long time ago because I know basically he was doing all of this stuff before the internet was really a thing. You know, you couldn't share pictures and videos on Facebook and stuff like that. So all it was was just rumors and word of mouth, which is why everyone thought he was just some sort of Merseyside boogeyman that people made yeah. up. Like, watch out if you're walking the streets at night, coming home from football with your calves out, like, or, or Purple Aki will get you. And kids thought it was just... It was just a scary boogeyman story, but then the internet became a thing, and pictures of him started getting shared. But I think, I think the main thing that got him in the paper that confirmed to everyone that he was real was the time where a boy accidentally died trying to get away from him. Uh, this was a. Do you not know this story? No, it was no. a. There was a boy that he used to harass a lot, right? And uh, the boy would then every time he left the house would always make sure he avoided purple Aki. Until one day the boy was at the swimming, he just went swimming with a bunch of friends and then as he came out the swimming baths, Purple Aki was standing right there in the doorway. The kid, I think he was 14, 15, uh, panicked. Just, I mean, Purple Aki's like six foot four, he's massive, he's a huge, huge scary guy. And so this little 15 year old's like obviously shitting himself and runs away. But And allegedly Purple Aki chased after him. And in trying to get away from Purple Aki, the kid climbed the fence and tried to run across ra railway tracks. And <sighs> yeah, and then he died. And then because oh he was God. in the paper for that and there was pictures of him and stuff, that's when everyone went, holy shit, he actually is a real person. Uh, oh. So that, and that confirmed it. And now it's everywhere. Like even, even after I made the video, I had people emailing me going like that. Yeah, here's me standing in a bus stop with him. And they're, they're always like secretly filming on their phone. Well, Aki's asking them about their muscles and about what gym they go to and all that. And I've been sent tons of videos like that. So he's still doing it. He's still doing it to this day. They shot fireworks at him. I've seen that. And, and, <laughs> and the, the Scousers shot fireworks at him across the street. Yeah. They just they just bounced off his head and he didn't even blink or flinch. Yeah, yeah, that was the, yeah it was those little tube ones that keep firing one after the other. So they're running towards him, shooting them at him. And they're just bouncing off him. I don't know why he was hanging out there. Because they kept asking him. It was like late at night. And he was just standing on the street corner. And everyone was like, why? They recognised him. And went, as Purple Aki. And they were all telling him, like, you know, fuck off. Get the fuck out the street. And he, he didn't leave. So they came back with fireworks and started shooting fireworks at him until he got in his car and drove away. He was next to his car. So he was just standing in the street next to his car, like late at night. Looking no idea why he was there. Looking for muscles to squeeze. I believe I'd probably, probably. It's really, it's really creepy, isn't it? Did he get in trouble yeah, for this this kid that died? He, you know, this what what yeah, he law would that be? He went to jail for that. He's, he's been in jail a bunch of times. Been in jail for for and what was it? It was inappropriate bodily contact. I don't know what it was. What the charge was like sexual harassment or something for squeezing people's muscles. He helped so many prisoners get early releases and do their appeals. They they allow him to be in the GP even though you know the nature of the crimes is is dubious because he's he's considered like just an expert at filing legal stuff. But going back to the chronology of it, so I left for America in 1991. When I left for America, the front page of my local newspaper, the Witness Weekly News, was Purple Aki. When I came back in 2007, I went to the shop. Front page. <laughs> Of the Witness Weekly News was Purple Aki. 
<laughs> Nothing's changed. No. He's still out there, like squeezing yeah. muscles all these years later. I've not heard much about him recently, though. I've not heard anything about him recently. Like I've seen, I still see the odd video surface of him, like standing outside a shopping centre, like squeezing someone's muscles. Like a lot of guys just do it for a laugh now, where they go up to him and go, "Do you want to squeeze my muscles?" And instead of getting angry, Purple Aki's like. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they take they take selfies with him, like getting their muscles squeezed and everything. It's just like it's fucking weird, man. I'd, I'd be terrified. I'm pretty sure if I'm pretty sure he must be aware of my video, and I don't think he's happy with me. Oh, so, yeah. well, he was, on, he was in a BBC documentary, the man who squeezes muscles, searching for purple Aki, and yeah. then he, he made an allegation against the. Well, no, yeah, it was about yeah, him. Yeah. He made an allegation against the BBC of incitement to racial hatred, complaining to Merseyside police that the documentary was racist and had demonised him. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's, he's, yeah, that's how he's um, got away with a lot of things over the years. But we've run out of time. Huge thank you to Count Dankula. We'll <laughs> definitely get this out as a separate Aki clip with him on the phone, you and him on the thumbnail. <laughs> and yeah. uh, huge, huge thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. And mm. we're going to be going over to Patreon now if anyone wants to follow us over there for the next two yeah. hours of Atwood Unleashed. And then people should go subscribe to Count Dankula channel as well. You've got enough subscribers already, mate, actually. Tell the viewers, Count Dankula, all the social media they can find you on. It's mostly I'm Count Dankula on YouTube, but I'm also a Count Dankula TV on Twitter. And uh, I apologise in advance for my behaviour on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> all right man Thanks, we, mate. We, we will see you later thank you for coming on cheers thanks for having me mate. see you bye. later bye 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 all right mr gold i'm gonna go over to patreon now and pick that up and yep. i do believe you're going to be joining us on patreon at 9 10 that's right i'll have some dinner finally i'm allowed to eat for the first time in six months the uh, mr atwood doesn't usually let me eat but i'm allowed to now so I just I just wolfed down some veggie bacon and some cashew nuts, so that's oh, where I'm at. Cashew nuts. Yep. Cashew. Cashew. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you too. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks, Count Dankula, for coming on the Sean Atwood Show. We do that show every week, Wednesday nights, on Sean Atwood's YouTube channel. Uh, it's all live and people chat on the side. You can also get the full four-hour show on his Sean Atwood True Crime podcast. I had a blast learning about Purple Aki. There's plenty more about that online, especially on the Count Dankula YouTube channel. Follow him on Twitter and there. Uh, I'm on Gold underscore OK. So get in touch there on you know Twitter, Instagram. Let me know where you stand and all this free speech and comedy and offence stuff. I've just opened a TikTok, by the way. I will be posting there too. Just on the edge with Andrew Gold. Search for that. Come follow and say hi. I got one follower as I record this. My old friend Charlie, he's following me on that, but that's it at the moment. Please keep reviewing the show. Thank you to Alessia77 in France. Or I should say, Alethia 77. She gave Senk stars, five stars, and she wrote, Andrew always has interesting guests and his voice is very soothing. I love his approach and curiosity, one of my go-tos. Thank you, Alessia. Merci beaucoup, Alessia. Ça m'a plu. Et j'espère que ce podcast te plaît toujours. That's all for now. See you in a couple of days for some cult leavers, space lawyers, Alabama cyber criminals, and anti-woke speaker Peter Bogosian. You've been on the edge. 
Enjoy your weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.